Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy. Welcome to this podcast. I am so glad that you uh, were able to join us whenever you are able to join us. And it is always good to uh, be in front of this microphone sharing my experience, strength, and hope with you that we might solve our common problem, whatever that happens to be at the time. Hopefully, as we travel down uh, our recovery road, the problems that we had are being relieved due to our new way of living. And things are becoming simpler along the way as I tend to complicate things less, right? Um, it has been told, uh, I had heard early on coming in to recovery that uh, uh, recovery is a simple program for sim- for complicated people, right? Have you ever heard that before? A simple program for complicated people. And someone said, you're giving yourself far too much credit. Uh, they corrected me, and I love this adage, the program of recovery is a simple program for simple people who love to complicate things. Isn't that more true? I mean, you ask me what time it is, and I just might tell you, how to build a watch. So we're going to try to break this down, (laughs) simplify it the best we can, and hope that we can go through this life uh, happy, joyous, and free, and less encumbered uh, with the things that we can't change and encouraged to change the things that we can. A little bit of business first. Thank you so much for going to recovery underscore guy on Instagram, the recovery guy on Facebook, and of course, recoveryguy.org. Uh, You can find opportunities to support this recovery movement through patreon.com forward slash recovery guy. The most important thing that I think that you can do is subscribe and share and ask them to subscribe. I am helped so much uh, through Google and search engines, um, uh, notification by your subscribing. So whether you're finding me at your favorite podcast channel or you're reading my blogs and finding my podcast channels via recoveryguide.org, it all goes to help this movement and help me help others. Hey, today's podcast is called Recovery Milestones, right? Who doesn't like a good milestone? I used to live with millstones around my neck, right? That would that would help me in my personal quest to drown anything good. So so now I learn about milestones. And milestones are very simply, uh, hopefully they're part of our journey, uh, because along our journey, we need a way by which to measure where we are at. And sometimes we, we are at where we're at because of progress. And sometimes we take a step backward. Now, obviously, moving forward is at least usually, if not all the time, more fun than going backward. That is not to say that there is nothing to learn 
when we digress. It's just that being uncomfortable uh, is not a good feeling, and it can even be disappointing. So when I talk about milestones, I want to understand what a what a milestone is. And defined by our friends at dictionary.com, a milestone is very simply a significant event or stage in life, progress or development of a person. So it is a significant event. It is something to mark. It is, it is something to remember as something that occurs or a level, a period of growth, right? We reach certain milestones in our personal uh, recovery, right? In my journey of recovery, an event, a significant event, are the decades that I have been recovered. Obviously, one day at a time, every day is special, every day is a gift, every day is a miracle. When I achieved 10 years, that was really something. I mean, when we get into decades, and of course, 10 is our first decade of this one day at a time for the rest of our life, um, that is a significant event, a significant milestone, a significant stage. That means that for, for the, you know, for math, if there's 365 days in a year, and I've done that 10 years, that means for 3,650 days in a row, right? In a row, I have decided to not self-destruct. I have made an active decision to stay clean, sober, um, no longer involved in anger or gambling or whatever I am looking to recovery from for 3,650 days in a row. I have done that. When I get to 20 years, what is that? Uh, uh, that would be, uh, what, uh, 3,650 times 2 would be 7,300 days, something to uh, that effect. And then when I add another 3,650 to it, and then, you know, my friend, uh, Buddy and Jack, when he died, and and Slow Will, they're all 40-plusers, right? Um, so great milestones in our recovered life, and again, defined simply as a significant event, event or stage in our life, it's progress or development of a person. Certainly, our recovery, regardless of time, has milestones by which we can measure our progress. And I love a milestone to do that, almost like a mile marker as we go down this road of life. We can define our progress by these milestones of life. And I'm going to share some of the milestones that I have had. And while I do that, I want you to think about your milestones. What are some of the significant events in your life that you have celebrated as part of your personal recovery? What has been significant in your life where you've learned something important? You've experienced something amazing as a milestone, something to remember in terms of the progress or your personal development. So I'm going to walk through these 
hopefully I got them in order. Um, some I'm still working on as you go, so it's kind of like an ongoing progress, and so there may be different milestones along the way, right? Uh, not everything is is uh, is hit at once and forget it. Uh, some things we're continuing to grow on, and we experience another level or another milestone of a common or ongoing event. But my my first milestone that I can think of is the day that I went into treatment. The day on February 19th of 1986, when I first said something's very wrong and I think I'm an alcoholic. I need help. I was at that place. I was so tired. And on one hand, it was very negative because it was very dark. But no matter how dark it was, I knew I needed help. And therefore, it was positive. And that was the first milestone was admitting. I would have never admitted I was alcoholic. But on that particular morning, I knew something had to change. And then moving along, as so many of you know, I relapsed at 71 days. And I came back to the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, even more broken and yet more resolved to do that because I learned that alcohol and drugs was no longer an option for me. It was either going to be recovery or death. That was a significant milestone because I had come to terms with the depth of my addiction and compulsion. And the milestone was that I knew that really the only place, because I didn't want to die, even though that would have been my alternative. I just didn't know how to live, right? So you were going to teach me how to live through the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, which is a a plan for living. And so that was my most significant milestone coming back. And then subsequently, a milestone, a significant event in my life was when I was clean and sober for 72 days. And I realized it was one day more than my original sobriety date. And what an event that was. That light would go on. And as Texas Mike would say, see, I knew you could do it. The next milestone that really comes to mind and really means so much to me was the day that my dad told me, quote, your mom and I don't worry about you anymore, close quote. My mom and dad had come over for dinner and as dinner was wrapping up and my dad took me aside and gave me a watch that I still have and we hugged and as so many of you know my dad was alcoholic and he and I didn't start to really become friends and close until he had gotten sober nine years before he died and then and then I would get sober 
So this was about nine months of my uh, sobriety after coming back from my relapse. And it was Christmas time. And, and again, he and my mom had come over for dinner and had a great time. But he took me aside and he gave me a hug. And this was a man who had dropped me off at the Red Butler Motel. And he would tell me that he thought that that was the last time he was going to see me alive. And yet, here he was, standing in my living room, giving me a hug that only a dad could give a son. And he said, your mom and I don't worry about you anymore. Give me a big kiss on the cheek and told me he loved me. That was so significant. What a milestone that was to not only be the friend of my dad, but for him to share with me something so intimate and something so important that obviously he and my mom had discussed. But what a great moment that was. Another milestone for me was when I decided to move back to Southern California and to try to rebuild my life there. That was so significant and such a milestone because it was something that my sponsor, Jack, and I had worked on. And I had learned how to become a good application, right? How to become not only employable, but someone that your employer would vouch for. Someone that your employer would recommend. I remember uh, Fernando, who was the room service manager at the Golden Nugget. And, and, and I was going to go to work at Black Angus in Southern California. And I had already applied. And Ralph Norwood said, yeah, you just show up and you got a job, man. He said, I, I, read, I read your reference from Fernando, your room service manager. And, and and I was learning how to become a good application that I heard on a good speaker tape that that ought to be the goal of every person in recovery because, boy, we sure do burn some bridges, don't we? And so on the road to becoming a good application, um, a milestone was going back to Southern California, seeing if I could stay clean and sober and learn how to live this new life uh, outside of the Las Vegas uh, AA community. Another milestone, which to this day impacts me, was the week that my father died. What, a, what an event. Who would, who would know, right? And it's always why I tell people, go hug somebody you love. You know, I was expecting to spend the week with my dad. And August 1st of 1988, I knocked on his door. I was on vacation, drove from Southern California was just going to hang out with my dad. I was two and a half years clean and sober, and we were rebuilding things like never before, and I was so excited to be my dad's friend, and 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 uh, and I was his friend, and we were going to play pinochle and cribbage and just hang out and go to dinner and just enjoy each other's company. But he died about a half hour before I got there. They took him to the hospital, and he was pronounced dead of a heart attack. And that week was so instrumental, so significant in my recovery. And if you know much of my story, you've probably heard this before, but surrounded by friends and family and 
brothers and sisters and my mom and and my children and uh, my my friends and support and my friend Jack, my sponsor in AA and 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 most importantly God. God would show himself more real to me in that moment than I could ever have imagined. And I said, God, if you will keep me clean and sober and sane throughout this week, I will know that there will never be a reason for the rest of my life that I will find it necessary to drink or use again. And God did. And the significance of that event was turned from tragedy in the course of my dad dying to victory and an indication that my recovery could be forever. And it developed me as a person and as a child of God. The next thing was meeting and subsequently marrying Laura. My dad would die August 1st of 1988. In September, right about Labor Day of 1988, I met Laura. And what a life changer, what a game changer. Over 32 years later, Laura and I are still learning how to love each other in a more deep and meaningful way. We built an incredible life of friendship, of companionship. It was a game changer. It was about as significant of an event that I could imagine. Becoming a sober father to Jane, Sarah Jane, and then our son, Rob. You know, I was such a failure as a husband to Sue, and what a wonderful wife she was and amazing daughters, and Kathleen and Carol, and I was a failure. I, I, left her, I left Sue, and I walked out of my children. As a man, you don't get to be much more of a failure than that. And here I was, given an opportunity as an answer to prayer to become uh, a sober husband, and subsequently a sober father. And then when I realized I could be that, it opened the doors to starting to rebuild my relationship with Kathleen and Carol. And those, and those are two maybe of the most significant things that are still going on. So that event has remained significant. It's been an ongoing event as we continue to build and try to restore and even recapture that feeling and that regard toward one another. And thank God they are so forgiving and, and so desirous to have a relationship with me as I am with them. But that was such a significant event in my life to see that door open. And then I met my daughter Frankie for the first time when she was 21 years old back in uh, 2009 and, and beginning to build that relationship. I had never met her. I knew that she was born in August of 1988, but we were never allowed to, to see her 
Laura and I tried, and there was never that opportunity. But I knew that one day I would get that proverbial knock on the door and I would meet her. And it was just a matter of time. And so when social media was becoming more prevalent uh, uh, back in 2008 um, and in 2009, I started searching for her and uh, we found each other and we subsequently met in the summer. Uh, and, and what a wonderful milestone that was and meeting her. And now I have two grandchildren, Lauren, I have two grandchildren uh, through her and, and we're, we're wonderful, uh, wonderfully involved in rebuilding that relationship and even building that relationship and getting to know our granddaughters. Very significant milestone in my life. I went back to college and I got my degree. Now, that was actually a little out of line there, out of, out of timeline, because that was back in 1993. I got my degree in alcohol and drug studies and subsequently started working in treatment. And that has been continued throughout the years. I started working in treatment back in uh, 1994. Um, then later on, over the years, I've gone into dual diagnosis treatment and significant events and working in treatment. You learn so much about yourself and about others and, and my ability to articulate a message of recovery. Very significant in my life. And as a high school dropout, many of you know, I dropped out of high school on, on January 3rd of 1972. You know, I would just turned 18 that day and, and uh, talk about significant event, which wasn't positive. I dropped out of high school because I could, right? I'll show you, I'll kill me. And that was my mentality as, as my addiction would progress and start moving toward from periodic um, to uh, chronic. And so going back to school and getting my degree uh, after getting my GED in adult education a couple of years later, uh, going back and getting my degree when I was 39 years old was very significant for me in my life. And then working in treatment subsequently throughout the years. That leads me to developing my message of recovery. I knew that I had a message and what a milestone, what a significant event in my life when I started articulating with individuals about what had happened to me along the way and all of the evidence through rebuilding relationships and having a successful marriage and becoming that good application and learning how to restore and learning how to build and learning how to dig deeper as, as I was building out and becoming a more well-rounded person of recovery where I was learning about alignment with the emotional, the mental, the physical, and the, and the spiritual, everything coming together and learning how to articulate and put down that message, which would lead me to developing my first website with Jonathan Barker and, and uh, a company I was involved with who, who promoted uh, online entrepreneurialism and working with some very significant people like Bo Graves and Carl Avery and, of course, Jonathan Barker, who still to this day is is involved. He is what I call my website administrator extraordinaire. And the people that I've met along the way, like Pablo, and and the significance that he would play, and and Jay Roberts, and and Juan Jimenez, and and my daughter Jane, and of course my son Rob with phone sites, and everyone who has who has been a part of 
this whole recovery movement, but significant event when I when I found becomingwellnow.com. That was my first website, very significant when I started to put my message out there and learning how to create blogs and subsequent podcasts, very significant in the event because I've learned so much along the way. You know, when you prepare and you share for messages to share with others, you better do your homework, right? You better also know that what you're sharing is consistent in your own life or you will become what is called a hypocrite, right? Expecting someone to learn something that you're sharing that you have decided is not necessary for you to learn, right? We call that a hypocrite. Saying one thing, but living out another. And so now I'm Recovery Guy, right? Recoveryguy.org, very significant as we're learning how to reach the masses in this thing called recovery. Something very important to remember as we discuss milestones, and I hope you go through and find out what your milestones are, what is significant in your life along the way. Write them down, jot them down, share them, because not only are they very relevant for me and understanding what has happened to me along the way, but when I go share with another person seeking recovery, either as just a member of recovery or as a life and sober coach where I'm working one-on-one with an individual. Share these milestones. Let them be a reminder of what can be done on this road of destiny, of happy destiny, right? As it says in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. But also the importance of sharing a milestone with someone else who is hoping to reach the same things that we have achieved. Now, remember, even though our recovery journey can be characterized by the milestones, remember, the milestones don't make the person. The person makes the milestones. So as you move forward and you understand that these milestones are significant events or stages in our life that demonstrate the progress and the development of a person, I hope you can experience them as well. Regardless of where you're at in your personal recovery, there's milestones and events in your life that you are going to achieve one day at a time. And those one days turn into weeks, and the weeks turn into months, and the months turn into years, and the years turn into decades. And the journey is worth it all. So as my friend Will would say, if you're new or relatively new to the program of recovery, I hope you find what we have found, and I hope you find it to be the value that we have found. I hope you become happy, joyous, and free. I hope you become, as Slow Will says, a happy, grateful, recovered alcoholic, drug addict, compulsive overeater, no matter where you are recovering from. I hope you are happy, grateful, and recovered. Hey, continue to go to recoveryguy.org. Continue to go to recovery underscore guy on Instagram. Continue to go to 
the recovery guy on Facebook. Download, share, subscribe. Help us get this recovery message out. Go to patreon.com forward slash recovery guy. Go to Venmo at Robert hyphen.com. Uh, excuse me, Robert hyphen pardon hyphen three and donate one time. Donate monthly. Do whatever you can to help us get our recovery message out. Thank you so much for joining us today. And as always, my name is Robert and I am the recovery guy.